What's up, guys? Jake Long, No Coast Softball Podcast. Thank you for downloading the episode. I want to just get you a quick cast out. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, been trying to get together with some other people, get some more content out there, but the weather in the Midwest here has not been the greatest in the world. So be looking for those coming up very soon. Um, just wanted to season coming up, team starting to come together, build you know, for the 2019 season. So wanted to touch up base and do an episode on building a team. Uh, maybe some ideas, what to start with, how to start, maybe some of the better ideas as far as personnel goes. So getting into it, first and foremost, for me, I think the basis of your team, obviously in the USA game, you get three upper players from the level you're playing. So let's say we're going to build a D team. I think the first thing you do is go find three skill C players. In my opinion, those are going to be a pitcher, lockdown defensive third baseman that can swing it, and also a fast outfielder. If you can find those three, I think that's a great place to start. Um, If not, definitely a shortstop swing man if you play five man I think actually anything higher than E if you're not playing five man you're out of touch in the game because I've for years not seen a team higher than an E team play four and four so swing man very important as well but putting together the lineup obviously you want 1 through 11 or 1 through 10, whichever you decide to bat. Everybody's got a good stick, good consistent stick. It's going to get on, move runners around. Obviously, building a D team, you don't really need a lot of power. You get two pops a game. So you need a little bit of strength in the lineup, but you don't need a 1 through 10 kind of automatic swing like maybe a C or even a B team. You need a lot of base hits, produce runs. I think if you can average as a team – right around 17 to 20 runs a game, mathematically you are going to win at very least 70% of your ball games just on production alone. I mean, it is slow pitch. There's not exactly lockdown pitching where, you know, you can produce a shutout or, you know, good bullpen like baseball or whatever. So in all honesty, you make the plays you're given defensively, you score 17 to 20 runs again, as mentioned, you're going to win way more than you lose. So those to me are keys right away in building a team. Again, like I said, production one through 10. Team overall, I think the sweet spot, 13 to 15 committed guys to a weekend tournament especially. Everybody, you know, for at very least have your lineup put together, you know, your consistent starters, but then have also guys around that understand their role or even just willing to be part of the team and pitch in where they can, whether it's a pinch runner, spelling a guy on a hot day, just real role playing guys are harder to find, in my opinion, than most anything else. Guys that just understand who want to be around and be part of the team, but also can produce as well. Running the team-wise, I think you need to have one, if not two, guys that all decisions go through and maybe one actual on-field player. You want the player's perspective because he's out there battling, but then there's also one or two guys watching the games, paying attention, watching for trends or slumps, 
I mean, not full-on stat rat kind of stuff, but I mean, just have a feel for the game and the group of guys that you have around you. Keep an eye on that. See what you can come up with as far as your best lineup. League-wise, definitely want to play league together if you can, the highest league possible. Um, Sanction, definitely try and stick with a league that's the same sanction. I've always felt that teams that will play, for example, a USSA league but a USA-ASA tournament schedule, I just don't think it's conducive to ultimate success because you can't work on the fundamentals or even the rules uh, the pitch style, the ball, the bat, the equipment, all that stuff. You really need to, if possible, stick in the same thing. You're going to go tournament-wise again, maximizing that success you're looking for. Trey actually brought it up in our conversation in the last episode, and I definitely think it's something to be considered. Guys that you want to go to battle with, not necessarily your buddies. Can it be both? Absolutely. But it also depends on how seriously you want to take it. The better the teams, frankly, the less personal relationships that I know are on the teams, whether it's even clicky behavior or guys that just come together as a team. I know that's a long debated topic in softball and sports in general. Do you play with your buddies who are all pretty good or do you go scout out your needs and the best players available? Me personally, I think chemistry goes a long way as far as keeping a group of at least five to nine guys together, if at all possible, to build that chemistry and that cohesion to really create a core and then build around it. I personally don't believe in just, hey, here's the best 10 or 11 guys at the positions that they play, and I'll just deal with the attitudes and the bullshit that comes along with it, but we're going to just be good man for man. I really believe strength in cohesiveness rather than skill. But again, I've seen success both ways, so to each their own. Uh, You also have to deal with character issues. can't tell you how many guys I've seen know myself or hear others say, God damn, that guy can whack a softball, but I wouldn't trust him to watch my wallet for 10 minutes or trust him to be on time or have his shit together or always need a ride or what have you. Again, if you can deal with it, sadly, some of the best players around are not the greatest character guys. But for me, again, I will take character over ultimate skill to each their own. That's just my opinion. Getting into last part of it, Maybe something that I know a lot of guys have messaged me, whether for themselves or just asking advice for the game in general nowadays. Hey, I'm playing on a recreational level team with some guys from work or something, and I want to be a little bit more serious about tournament ball, you know, weekends, travel, that kind of thing. So, my advice going into that, I know definitely now in 2019. With Facebook uh, forums for softball leagues, specific Facebook pages, websites, there are free agent tabs you can go to to sign your, you know, get yourself in the mix. You can also just reach out to people, you know, try and network, get to know people. Where I would absolutely start though is 
just go out to the ball fields, take a look at it, find the highest league in your area that you might be interested in playing and take a real self-evaluation and see like, hey, how would my skill set that I bring to the table at even my specific position that I typically play work within this league or this skill level? If you see something that, hey, man, you know, I just need to pick up the speed and the skill of the game and I should be okay, go for it. You know what I mean? Like I said, chat up a team, have your gear at the ready. I can't tell you how many times at the upper levels, especially towards the end of the year, you get guys that are just tired of playing all year or just fucking prima donnas, to be honest with you, and don't want to play league or whatever. Teams may need a guy. Step in and say, hey, man, you know, I got my stuff. If you ever need a guy, please let me know and exchange information. Things happen, man. Like dependability can get you far, and people do notice that. So never be afraid to just speak up. If you see nine guys and they're kind of all looking around for a tenth, I mean, volunteer. You'd be surprised where it might get you. And then again, stick to the Facebook pages, post on there, hey, looking for a team, and be honest. I honesty really will you know, get you noticed. It's not, it may or may not get you on the best team in the area, but getting your foot in the door is the key. Your hard work will progress you through the system if you really want it to, no matter what your skill level is. So let's say again, you're a recreational level guy, but you feel you're maybe a tournament ED kind of player, maybe even borderline C. You'll get there. Skill gets noticed. You get to know guys after games like, hey, you know, you ever guys ever need somebody, give me a buzz. I'd love to travel with you. Teams will travel. They'll look to pick up an extra guy or two. So always, again, network. You'll get called more often than you think. So that's just a little bit of advice as far as a player goes. Also, invest in the equipment. Put the time in, whether it's the gym, the cages, BP, Exercise. I know that's pretty hypocritical coming from me, but I'm not an exercise guy, as many of you that know me clearly understand that. But again, I've put in work elsewhere to try and improve my skill, even just sitting and watching games, videotaping my own tea work or pop toss, um, stretching, just anything you can do to improve your game. And your body is your tool. Take care of it in some form. So little tips like that always go to help improve your game. Let's see what else. We also have the, again, we've talked about leagues, tournaments. Uh, I know here in Nebraska, wherever you are, there's going to be softball within at least an hour or two of you. I know some guys out west, it's a little bit of a stretch to drive. Again, that's a commitment you and or your family have to consider and think about because I know even here in the eastern part of the state, the Lincoln-Omaha area, whether now it's in the wintertime, teams and players are driving five hours to get somewhere warm enough to get some winter games in or even during the summertime going up to like a Corky's or Sioux Falls is like three, three, three and a half hours from me here in Lincoln. Uh, Bismarck is an 11-hour haul if you want to go play McQuaid's. 
Dallas, a lot of guys like to go down for Winter Worlds or even other things. Wichita is five hours. So that commitment is huge, but it's, again, something you have to consider if you're going to get into this game. So those are just a little bit of piece of advice for me. Like I said, wanted to get a quick cast out. Thank you again for the support of the show. I appreciate all the comments, questions, feedback. Hope you're enjoying the show. I enjoy bringing it to you. Anything else I can do, guys, let me know. Get you the social media here. First and foremost, contact the show. Email is nocosoftball at gmail.com. We are at nocosoftball on basically all major social media. So at nocosoftball on Twitter. We are nocosoftball podcast on Facebook. Reach out. Show is found on Anchor is my host site where I post the show. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so most anywhere podcasts are found and carried. You can check out the show, so please, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to the show so you can get the notifications when I post new episodes. I'm going to work on staying, for the most part, bi-weekly up until probably early April when the season really gets swinging and kicking off. Also want to promote, last and certainly not least, my event. I'm doing a 16-inch Chicago-style super draft. All proceeds go to the National MS Society. Little backstory, my wife, Heather, was diagnosed in 2010 with multiple sclerosis. So it's been absolutely my cause. And I would love any support you guys can lend, whether it be just a donation or even come on out and enjoy an afternoon of playing some 16-inch. What I'm going to do is it's going to be $20 a player. Ladies, if there's at least 20 of you, I'm more than happy to run a ladies event as well will do is you show up you can either paypal ahead of time i'll keep a list and also show up cash only please or even if you got your paypal in hand on your phone we can do a paypal while you're standing there you check in you get paid i'll have you pull a chip or a number out of a hat bucket whatever and that's the team you're on for the day again what i want to do is the whole point is raising money for ms but also having some fun because chicago 16 inches not played here in nebraska ever if at all or very rarely so i want people to experience it it's a fun different style of softball get to know some guys and gals that you either have maybe met before maybe played with or against but also get to know some new folks man let's create the community get to know each other and enjoy an afternoon of softball Looking forward to that event very much as well. So hopefully you all can make it out. That is, again, Saturday, March 23rd. Uh, weather permitting, right now it's 5 degrees out, so I'm hoping it breaks late in the last five weeks before the event. But Saturday, March 23rd, I have also a backup date of April 20th. Keep that one in mind as well. Same idea, Super Draft at Mahoney Fields in Lincoln, Nebraska, 70th and Fremont Streets. Uh, what we'll do is we'll probably start about 9 a.m. getting everybody checked in, uh, get you paid, get your numbers pulled, send you to a dugout to be on a team, and then we'll probably fire up games between 10 and 11. I'd like to give some folks some time to show up and get checked in and paid. I would appreciate you go on the No Coast Softball Podcast Facebook page. It's under events. Go a lot of people are interested or have been invited. Please move to going if you wouldn't mind so I can get a more accurate head count and ex- you know, have a better idea. But I'm more than happy, like I said, 
with walk-ups, please feel free. Uh, tell your friends. Hell, tell an enemy. Let's just have some fun, guys. And again, I appreciate all the support, the positive comments. Some donations have come in. We're going to have some people on site. Uh, I'm going to try and have some people set up some tables. I'm going to reach out to them. Got some raffle items. Shout out to my boy, Bill Simmons. We got some nice uh, Monster hats. He's got some Miller Coors Militia gear. He's donated. I also have a new in wrapper 2018 Freak 20 uh, Max Load USA softball bat with receipt included that I have dated from last October 18. So by the time we run the event, you should have roughly six months left on that. Raffle tickets are going to be two bucks a piece. So be looking out for those as well. Again, cannot thank you guys enough for the support. Thanks again for checking out the show, and I am out.